Welcome to the Discount Comedy Checkout Improv Show, where all the content is made up on the spot by our talented performers. Each show carries a warning for adult material, and if you are easily offended, tune out now. You have been warned. And welcome to the show. I'm Phil Smith, and with me in this episode are performers Chris Lum. You all right, Chris? Hello, yeah, I'm all right. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much for asking. Cool. You seem chirpy. I know, I know. I just won the lottery. So this, what are you doing on this? So this is my last show. No, I haven't. <laughs> I'd still, <laughs> I'd still, I'd still come and do it. I'd still come and do it. Yeah. Would you lend me? Would not lend me? Would you give me some money if you win the lottery? I'd give everybody some money. I don't know why I said I'd won it. What? Every, everybody listening to this? <laughs> yeah, podcast? yeah. I'm just depressed now because I am. So I started off happy, and now I'm just depressed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll we'll leave you in your slum. Chris slum, that's what that's, we'll call that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our next player tonight, we've got Natalie Smeaton. Hello, Hello. Natalie. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I wanted to sort of do that a little bit like Sonia from EastEnders there, like, Natalie Smeaton! Like that. Sounds <laughs> more like Joe Pasquale. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same person. I, yeah, yeah. I, did. <laughs> I didn't get Sonia from that, but I appreciate the effort, mate. Thank you. Either I'm off to play my trumpet, innit? <laughs> 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 yeah. So, oh, I'm good. I'm glad you're okay. Uh, we're joined. We're joined by another another doll face. We've got Mandy McCarthy. Hello, Mandy. Hiya, Phil. You're right. I'm good. I'm good. Are you all right, chicken? Yeah, I am. I don't. I don't need to win the lottery because um, I'm so rich anyway. We know. <laughs> we know. We know. You do this just to mock us. You don't even need to do any. No, I don't need to bother. But you know, I do. I go, I go all out. She well, likes to come into the, amongst the common people and graces with her presence. Were you, were you working at the cinema that time, Nat, when a, a guy started at the cinema and he actually said that? He started, oh. Sorry to go off on a tangent. A lad once started at our cinema and went, I've come uh, because daddy thought it was good to mix with the common folk. I did oh, not say. Yeah. He was popular, wasn't oh, he? Oh, he was. He, he didn't last long. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he was straight down exit six for a battering. <laughs> well, I've got a question now because uh, you know Chris has just said that if he won the lottery, he was going to give us all some oh. money. Mandy's just therefore claimed she is incredibly rich, and she's not offered us a penny. Oh, no. Should we kick her off the podcast? No, no. no I, I'm, I'm not giving. How do you think I hang on to it? I don't give it away. Oh. No, it's all tied up in condominiums. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Ebenezer <laughs> McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I think that's enough drizzle chat. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay, so we're going to be playing some short-form improvisation games, and this game is called ABCs, and it is for Chris and Natalie. And I'm going to give them a scenario for two people and a random letter from the alphabet, and all I have to do is start each new sentence with a word beginning with the next letter of the alphabet. Dead easy. So let's have a confessional booth between a priest and a churchgoer. And <laughs> we'll start with the letter P. Please enter my child and confess your sins. Quite. Um, one doesn't know how to say this, but one's been a very naughty girl. Right then, let's hear it. I mean, please speak, child. So, it all started when I had some naughty thoughts. 
Tell me more. Unbelievably, I was shopping in the supermarket and I saw a very nice looking aubergine. Very nice aubergines are, yes. I like them myself. Well, it was nicer than hers from next door. And I thought, I'm going to make a disgustingly sexy stew out of it. Xavier, my choir boy, makes exceedingly good stews. (laughs) You know, I'd heard about Xavier and what he can do with a (gasps) parsnip. Zachary is the one who uses parsnips, not Xavier. Anyway, father... I have to carry on with my disgusting stew story. Brilliant. I mean, I mean, <laughs> keep going, my child. Catherine, from across the road, she saw me carrying my bags back and she spied my aubergine and she, she wanted it. Did she? Every time I walk up the street, she wants it, so I gave it to her. Flipping neck. Go on, my, uh, my uh, child. Great. So we were rolling around in the street, fighting over my aubergine, and and her top fell off. Horseplay isn't a sin. Continue. Incredibly, so did mine. Jackpot. I, I, I mean, keep going. Yes. Crispy cream donuts were involved at some point. Um, I think we were rolling around in them in the street. Lemon flavour? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mushy pea flavour they're my favourite you see and um, well it's terrible to admit it but I, I was so excited after I fought her for my aubergine that when I gave it to my husband I hadn't even chopped it up no you didn't oh I gave him the old thing priesthood I shouldn't have been a priest <laughs> we'll end that there. No, we should be with. Uh, I, I, I think I think one's uh, ceremonial robe is rising uh, within, within that confession of boobs. There, very good. I enjoyed that. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe. Okay, this game is a new game, and it's called Agony Arnold. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to introduce new games whenever I can, and this is a beauty of a game. Okay, I'll tell you about it. Right, Chris is our radio presenter, DJ Arnold. He hosts a daily late-night show called Agony Arnold. Mandy and Nat are our late-night callers with a problem they need advice on. So I'm just messaging Mandy and Nat privately now, so Chris can't see, two problems they need advice on. And it's their job to describe the problem to Chris without telling him what it is. And Chris needs to guess what their problem is, then give them some sound advice before we meet the next caller. So is that pretty straightforward, guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So I'm sending them through now. So you've got two, uh, and we'll do them in order. Sounds like they've got them. (laughs) Okay, so over to... DJ Arnold with Agony Arnold. Hi there, good evening and welcome to Agony Arnold, a show where myself, Arnold, answers all your problems. And we've got a caller on line one right now with a problem. Go ahead, you're on Agony Arnold. Oh, oh, this is so exciting. I never thought I'd actually get to speak to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're very welcome on my show. Everybody's welcome on Agony Arnold. What seems to be your ailment? Well... Oh, this is very embarrassing. Um, I, where to start? Um, I have, I have a, I, I enjoy cooking very much, mm. and um, and I, 
I do tend to enjoy just nipping out and seeing what nature has provided for me. Oh, I see. So you're a bit of a forager then. You uh, you go outside and uh, rummage around in bushes. You yes, you 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 could say that. Hmm. You could say that. Um, yes, I'm very much at one with nature, and I enjoy all of God's creatures. Like I like I really enjoy all of God's creatures, um, in their multitude. There's there's nothing that I wouldn't really want to try and get my get my teeth into really with regards to finding out what goes on in all of nature. I see. So you uh, have an appetite for nature, you might say. Oh, yes, I've got a very, a very strong appetite. And um, well, one day I was walking down the road and um, uh, nature's bounty provided me with something. That poor thing had been been clipped by a car. I see. Um, so you enjoy eating animals. Is that what you do? Well, I mean, don't we all? I mean, who doesn't mind the odd chicken? The odd, the odd goat, the odd sparrow, but no, this particular time, I, I must admit, I, I, I feel like I, I went too far. You went too far. So you ate something maybe bigger than a, a rabbit or a, a, a chicken, or a, you, you ate something bigger. Or oh, it was, it was, it was bigger. It was, it was, it was furrier. It, it, it was up for a fight. Um, it, it has many relatives around the world. And I'm just, I'm just very worried because Brian May himself, if he finds out what I did, he might come round to my house and punch me in the face. Brian May, might. Yes. Okay, so you, you, you didn't need a Bigfoot, did you, by any chance? No, because, you know, I mean, Brian, if you look at Brian May, his hair is big enough for these beautiful creatures of nature to live in, frankly. And he supports them very much. And, um... Although the local farmers were very happy about what I did, I can't live with myself. Okay, I've got no idea. You didn't eat a sheep, did you, that was in Brian May's hair? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I didn't eat a sheep. He wasn't as black and white as that. I wasn't black and white. I'm, I'm struggling with your uh, your problem here. You might have to spell it out for me, Carla. <laughs> it, uh, it wasn't as black and white as a sheep. Um, um, it, um, it, 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 it's burrowing into my soul, what I did. It's burrowing into my soul and um, making me feel terrible. It's, you know, I'm dead set on never doing this again. Oh, so uh, you're saying it was uh, a badger? Yes! You, uh... yes! Oh, I see, I see. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, what I can say about that is... Uh, <laughs> Badges are massive. It'll feed you for a week, so oh. you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Oh, thank you. Okay, let's take let's take let's take another call here. We we're gonna go to line two. Who's on line two here? Hi, Arnold. It's Mavis. Hello, Mavis. You're through to Agony Arnold. What can I help you with this evening? Well, it's just I love listening to your show hmm. because it's it's just full of weird and wonderful people calling in with their stories and their problems, and hmm. and I'm just really addicted to. Well, weird and wonderful stories, really. And the weirder, the better. And uh, I guess it's quite a problem, actually. <laughs> I've got to read very weird stuff all the time. I mean, I've just read this awful story. Well, I say awful. I actually loved it. I read about this twin, right? It was in the womb, and it ate the other twin. I see. <laughs> and it just, like, it gobbled it down. It so it ate the up. other twin. What Twin envy, then, you've got there. That's a bit of twin envy. I, I don't know what you mean. No, I'm not well, it's a, anyway. a twin that's envious would eat its, uh, the other twin in the womb, I guess. 
I don't care why. I just oh, like okay. I just like that it did that and I think it were like, you know, like oh really gruesome and I just love reading really weird stuff all the time and there's certain places you could certain, you know, paper things, magazines you can okay. read that. Well this doesn't sound too much of a problem at the moment. Is there anything else you want to tell me about it or Well, just wondered if you got you know, what was the weirdest thing you have heard, Arnold, because I, I must get myself off this particular format of weird and wonderful, you know, stories. I mean, I married my first cousin, but I, I didn't go to the magazines with it. I see, I see. Did you want to do that? Did you want to go to the magazines with your stories? Is that what what the problem is? You you need some uh, you need some celebrity in your life. Is that right? Well, I, I read all about the celebrities, Arnold, and what they're up to. But, you know, um, I also read the magazines where all this really weird shit's happening. And, um, you know, I try to sell them my own story, this particular magazine. Oh, so, I see. I see. You, so you, you're, uh, you're trying to get your story in something like the National Enquirer. Is that it? Well, I do read that as well because the ones here just can't satisfy. Well, I thought I thought that. Yeah, oh, you're just going for normal tabloids like the Sun. Are you wanting a story in the Sun? Oh, the magazines, really. Oh, the magazines. Got... So, Hello yes. Magazine or something like that. Well, no, that doesn't have enough weird shit in it, Arnold. But oh. you know, just other ones like you know. Are you wanting me to tell you a specific magazine you're after? Is that what it is? If you Maybe. could. So it's something like Woman's Own, is that it? Oh, it's much worse than that. Worse than that. Worse, than, worse <laughs> oh. than Woman's Own. Oh dear. Men only. There you go. Um, you know, you know that advert that used to be on telly, and they used to say something. They used to say this thing, and then they'd say Kit Kat. Oh, say, I see. I see where you're going with this, Mavis. So you want an article in Take a Break magazine? Isn't oh, it? oh no, that's the one. <laughs> that's I'm the addicted one. to it. I see. You you did. You let me write down that path there. Yeah. Um, so is that is that the problem? You want a, 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 an article I'm in that? No, I'm just addicted to reading. You're addicted stuff. to reading. Take a break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I can say is, um, you know, you need to switch over to other magazines. Maybe you need to kind of wean yourself off the magazine. Off. Take a break. Okay. Maybe try. Maybe try a TV listing magazine to start with. You know. Thank you, Arnold. Okay, that's not a problem. Okay, I'm going to go straight to line three now. Hi Arnold, how are you? I'm good, uh, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for calling the show. What, what's your name? Uh, my God, this is so exciting. So my name is um, my name is Tracy, and uh, you will not believe what is going on in my life. It is unbelievable. Oh my God. Well, uh, you sound unbelievable as well, Tracy. I, I I get a little bit of a U.S. accent there, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I uh, I'm over from the U.S. and I just moved here. And oh my God, I got this like darling little mansion, um, in London. And uh, I don't know, like I, I, it feels like it. I think that there is a presence there. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely positive that there is a presence in the mansion that is um, trying to communicate with me. Okay, so you've moved into a haunted mansion. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, you, I've got to have faith. I've got to have faith in the spirit, and I've got to let it speak to me, and I've got to see what it whispers to oh, me. Oh, I see. So you're, you're a bit of a clairvoyant, you would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I. 
I can feel the messages coming through from the other side. Um, and uh, they have they have a message for you. Oh. But they said that you used to know each other and they will be so upset if you don't guess who it is. Oh, okay. They said you are really good friends. So I've got to um, guess who this is. It's not my, ex- yeah. not my ex-wife, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> They're whispering to me. They're whispering it to me. And you have to have faith mm. that they get the right, uh, you get the right person, you know, because... Like, essentially, it was awful what happened to them, and it could happen to you. You could be walking down the street, and wham, you're hit by a car. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yes. Um, was it? What? It was my old priest. No, no, no. Oh, he's laughing. Oh, no, he would make a priest turn in their grave. He's laughing right oh, now at that. It a, like, it's an old gangster I knew, is it? Uh, no, no. Look, he says that. He's whispering to me. He's being a bit careless now. Uh, with the whispers, oh, uh, he's see. getting quite angry. Yeah, yeah. I see. You're not having faith. I in know him. who it is. I know who it is. It's my old pal yeah. George Michael, isn't it? That's, That's right. right. It's George. He has a message for oh, you. What's his message? What's George's message? He said, "Could you give him the money back that you goddamn owe him? He might be dead, but it's still important." Okay, I'm going to go to line four now. We're going to go straight to line four. We'll, oh, that caller got cut off. I don't know what happened there. Uh, something about money. Uh, let's go to line four. Is anybody there? Hello. Oh, hello. hello. Is that hello, Carla? Uh, hiya. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there. Um, welcome to the show. Welcome to Agony Arnold. You're live on the air. Have you got a problem for me? I do. Yeah. I'm actually. What it is is I'm attracted um, to someone who will never be in my life. Oh, I see. Oh, uh, unattainable god of some kind, huh? That's right, yes. Unobtainable love. Oh. Unrequited love. Oh, I see. Uh, so is this person a celebrity then? Well, more important than that, I think. Oh, really. more important. Okay. Um, let me think that... The type that I always go for. The type for. you always go for. Is it some kind of world leader then? Yeah, well, <laughs> that's how it describes itself, but... You know, I mean, that's anybody's guess. But I'm just sexually, I, I feel like magnetized uh, towards. <laughs> You're magnetized to this person. Is it a person or a thing? I mean, it takes, you know, it takes each and every one these to days. Me, to me, it, it, he's a god. He's a god. He is, he is a god. He's a god. To me, he can do no wrong. And, you know, I think he's the saviour, really. I mean, you could say world leader. I would say saviour. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he's going to save oh, us all. Oh, wow. So and, is this um, some kind of superhero, yeah. maybe? He's my superhero, Arnold. <laughs> I, I won't hear a word said against him. I hear a lot. But I, I won't. I listen, I put my hands on my ears and I do this. La, 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 So la, do a lot la, of people badmouth this person, then? They do, Arnold. And, you know, and it's like you've got to look. For the hero inside yourself, himself. <laughs> okay. I wish he was. I wish he was inside oh, myself. Oh wow, that's uh, that's a bit steamy for yeah. this time of night. <laughs> um, um, but that's fine. Um, let me think here. So you've got this. Uh, you said magnetic as well. Magnetic personality, or they're they're mag- they're actually magnetic. Well, I, I I I don't know. I feel like he's got magnets in his trousers. That's how attracted I am to him, and I must have magnets in me. Okay, I see, I see. Uh, <laughs> or I don't see. Um, so it's it's not a superhero in. Uh, so it's not like Thor, the god of thunder. No, no. Well, he's more to me. He's more attractive, Arnold, okay. especially 
especially the hair. I mean, I do, I am attracted, I'll admit it, I am attracted to hair that looks like mops. So it's got to be, it's got to be our PM, <laughs> as it did, you're attracted to Boris Johnson. Oh, just that name. Oh, oh it is Boris. Oh, I've got to go and lie So down that's and... your problem. You're sexually attracted to Boris Johnson. And spiritual. And spiritual. Oh, you're a, a multi-level there. Okay, well, um, what advice I, do you give I'm going to give you this advice. Run and head for the hills as fast as you can. He's not worth your time. Oh? Oh, I know, really it's not nice. very nice, oh. but, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's not a very nice man. You know, he punches kittens, I've heard. <laughs> I'm allergic to cats. So oh, okay. Mind. Well, I'll tell you what. You go for it. See how far you get with uh, old Boris there. Old old bj okay thanks and that's all we got time for tonight on agony arnold thanks for tuning in we'll see you again for another show next time good night yes oh that was that was fantastic to listen to i got stuck on a, i got stuck on a few of them i'm gonna say i'm like whoa <laughs> You did really well. You did really well, Chris. When you listen back to that, you'll, uh, you'll enjoy it. If you're enjoying the show, please share on social media. This game is for all three players, and it's called Word Freeze. So I simply start the game off with a place or a scenario for two people, and whenever I feel like it, I will freeze the game on a particular word, phrase, noise, and the next person will then take over and start a completely new scene using that particular word, phrase, noise that we ended on. Okay? It's simple. It's as easy as peas. Uh, we'll start with Nat and Mandy, and then when I freeze, if Chris can then take over from Mandy, and there we've got the cycle in place there of replacing each other. So let's start this at uh, at a nudist beach, just so I can <laughs> fantasize of both Mandy and Nat looking extremely <laughs> uncomfortable there. Uh, <laughs> over to you. Mandy, oh. love, don't keep your fingers over your nipples because you're going to get suntan marks. I'm just going to go at absolutely i'm just gonna let it all hang out do it do it i feel liberated i feel free i've never had this much air around my regions I, it feels great can i i mean i'm just gonna use the sand as a body scrub and yeah. just just gonna roll around and rub it all over me just, just hang on a second because you've just got out the sea and now you're going to do that and you're going to be covered in sand and you're not going to be naked and then I'm going to be the only one that's got my tits out. That's the idea. <gasps> I knew you were jealous of my tits. Well... Please. <laughs> I knew you were jealous of my tits. I knew you were jealous of my tits. I've always been jealous of your tits, Roger. They've always been firmer and perkier than mine. I know, but now we're advancing in age. I mean, you know, yours, yours should have... Uh come to full fruition now, shouldn't they? But they're just there like a couple of sprouts. Look, if you're talking about coming to full fruition and you're talking about my tits and we're talking about sprouts, let's talk about your testicles. Oh, don't bring them into it. They're just sagging. Look at them. Well, I mean, you've got in that department what I should have in my boobs. That's right. Yeah. Do you think that's why we're not doing very well at these swingers parties? I've, yeah, well, let's be honest. Let's be honest, when you walk in with that, um, slapping against your legs, who wants to? Yeah, it's putting people off, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Putting... It's putting people off. It's putting people off. Really? You, it's, this is putting people off? You think this artwork is putting people off? Hmm. 
<laughs> it's absolutely, it's disgusting. What's wrong with it? It's art. It's just, it's just great big paintings of poo. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's exactly what it is. Well, anybody could do that. No, they couldn't look at the curvature. I've seen people being sick in the gallery. It's, it's disgusting. Good, it's supposed to make a point if they're throwing up in the galaxy, in the ga- galaxy, in the gallery. I'm so enraged, I said galaxy. Uh, in the gallery, then that's what I want. I want people throwing up about my work. I, I just think, I just hear people saying that it's disgusting and running for the doors. I mean, you know Damien Hurst. Mm. Yes, I do. What about him? What about him? Do you know him? Yes, I fucking know him. I, I curry with him every Wednesday. Oh! Do you, and is it, do, you, do you admire Damien Hurst? Oh, yes, of course I do. I love Damo. We're always oh. hanging out together. <laughs> Freeze. We're always hanging out together. Well, we're always hanging out together. I know. And to be honest with you, Tracy, I've, I've had enough. I, I mean, it's not you. It's me. Well, well, what? The, I mean, I don't know what your problem is. We, uh, we, we get on very well. Well, to be honest... I find you really boring. <gasps> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everybody thinks it, and I've just gone and said it. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? what? How can I be boring? I, I regale you with stories about my three-day sprouts marinade. I, I told you that wonderful story about when I collected all those sellotape ends at Christmas and put them in the scrapbook. How is that boring? Well, it is boring. I mean, you know, it's, it's, like it's just boring. Everybody... It, you tell them every, all the time the same stories over and over again, and I have to pretend to be interested. I've had enough. Well, you're not very interesting. What? You're not very interesting. Freeze, you're not very interesting. You're not very interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm just here to take your coat, sir. Yes, I know. Where's the other chap, the interesting one, who's usually here? I don't want an uninteresting person to take my coat. Uh, oh, um, I'm sorry, but um, he doesn't work Wednesdays. Um, I could try to make myself more interesting for you. Mm, yes, go on then. Let's see what you can do. Okay, prepare yourself. I've been practising this for a while. <laughs> now, wait a minute, wait a minute. This has to be exceedingly interesting to keep my attention, I'll have you know. Well, there is going to be fireworks at the end and I've got some dancing girls. Okay, proceed, proceed. Okay. I'm going to take your coat. I'm going to put it in a boat. Then I will row away with it. And we will go to sea. And see what we will see. And maybe have some tea. Dancing girls. There you go. I've been practising that for quite a while. I mean, that had everything I needed. It was beautiful. Freeze. That had everything I needed. It was beautiful. Oh, that had everything I needed. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly did have everything you needed, didn't it? And more. <laughs> well, that's what I do here. That's what I do. Just it had knobs, it had whistles. Mm-hmm. And don't forget the bells. And the sprinkles. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the jelly babies. Yeah, it's like an orgasm in your mouth, isn't it, my bakery? Oh, honestly, uh, multiple orgasms. 
Would you like to try a sticky finger? <laughs> and we'll end up there. <laughs> well done, guys. I thought he was getting a bit too racing. Oh, we're going on to go to Claire's in a minute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If you're enjoying the show, please leave a review. Okay, this is a game called Book Chat and will be played by Chris and Mandy. So think highbrow BBC Radio 4. Uh, Mandy is going to be our host um, and uh, she will be joined uh, by our esteemed author, played by Chris, who is there to talk about his new book, for which I've just made the title up, called Murder on the Leads to York Express. <laughs> Hello, good evening. And welcome to Book Chat. I'm joined by author Benjamin Bogoff, whose latest book, Murder on the Leads to York Express, has just been released. Welcome. Hello. Thank you very much for having me this evening. It's very kind of you. You're you're welcome. I mean, this book has, I mean, it's caused a sensation in in, in uh, literary circles. Yes. Um, I found it fascinating. I found it disturbing. Mm. Um, and can you tell little, me? Did you find it a little bit arousing as well? I did, but in a in a rather <laughs> comfortable way. I have to say. Yes, arousing <laughs> to the mind. Yes, indeed. Um, tell 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 us what was the what was the incident? What was the thing that sparked this incredible macabre story? Well. I was on the actual route one day, the Leeds to York route, and I I wasn't on the express train. It was just one of those other ones that takes a longer time. And um, I got some inspiration because I was thinking, do you know what? No one has ever written a book about a murder on the Leeds to York line. Really? Well, that's interesting because, you know, we read about murders on that line every day. Um, it is a very violent line. Yes. Um, but but your murder, it was interesting because it was different. Mm. It involved animals. It involved the clergy. Um, it involved the ticket inspector, a passenger. Um, carnage, really. Yes. Yeah. Well, I wanted to. Um, how should I say? I wanted a lot of characters in the book. I didn't want to be just a a singular character in there experiencing this. I wanted, I, you know, it, it could have been that somebody found a body, blah, 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 blah. That was it. But I wanted multiple layers on there. And I wanted a, a, a rooftop chase, obviously. You're on a train. You want a chase sequence, don't you? That's why the dog chases the man on the top of the train in Chapter 14. In, indeed. Mm. And you you have said, you've hinted in, in previous interviews, that this uh, this whole story is based somewhat on a true event from your childhood. Yes, um, it goes back to my childhood days, obviously. Uh, my father would take me onto a train to beat me. Um, he would put me in the quiet carriage and he would beat <laughs> me soundly just to get the attention of everybody because it was supposed to be quiet. And he said, look, look, everybody could see you being beaten in the quiet carriage. It's safe to say you weren't close to your father. No, not at all, especially after the, the beatings. I uh, decided to uh, never get on a train with him again. And uh, the very thought of getting on a train after that for a lot of time would uh, instill fear into me, the fear of God, and I would piss my pants. You put it so eloquently there. And yes. in fact, you have, you have put your father right at the heart of this story by having him torn apart between the two 
connecting carriages. Yes, I mean, you've just ruined the entire book by telling you who's murdered. But um, I don't think many people are listening to your show anyway, so that's fine. So he is the murder victim. That is my father, the embodiment of him. He gets ripped to shreds. And you 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 read about, I mean, it's 20 pages long, his death. Um, you hear about his foot being ripped off and then his arms being ripped off and taken away by different people and uh, that's where the clergy come into it uh, they think it's the devil that's um, in there which I wanted to get the, the religious undertone in there I'm not sure if you picked up on that I did, I did indeed um, yes, uh, yes. I was just having a little snooze <laughs> no, I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> we all have a snooze we all have a snooze don't we it, uh, seems, to me, it seems to me in, in writing this book have you exercised your demons Oh, I see what you did there with the clergy and the, the devil worshipping. Um, yes, I have, actually. I've uh, I've got rid of my dad, basically. <laughs> I've uh, thrown the bastard over the train, under it, and through it. And uh, it's really cleaned me out. It really has. Um, I'm, I'm a lot happier for it. And I don't piss myself now when I get on the train, which is lovely. And apparently you have, you've, been, you've been gifted free um, rail travel on that particular line for the rest of your life? I have indeed, yes, because, I mean, the book's been so popular that people have um, requested signings and I actually sign them on the on the, the leads to York line when I go on journeys. They get me on the train and I sign it all the way there, so free travel for me, way hey. Indeed, way hey. Perhaps you could read, I think it's chapter five was particularly insightful. Perhaps you could read yes, that I'll, chapter. Uh, I'll give you a, a quick sample of the book. Chapter five, Onward and Upward. I was sat in the carriage, looking around. There was nothing out of the ordinary, except for one thing. Who was the masked man at the end of the carriage? Who was he, and what did he want? What was in that briefcase that was leaking? We would find out, but not yet. Not yet. Not yet. The ticket inspector came down the carriageway, and he said, in a very loud voice, Tickets, please. But it was loud. It wasn't whispered. I gave him my ticket, and he said, How far are you going, mate? Like that. And I said, I'm going to York. And he said, This train has never been to York, good sir. And I said, My God, is this some kind of phantom locomotive? And he said, No, I am joking with you. Good sir, it does go to York indeed. I say that to all the passengers to make a bit of merriment on the journey. I said, you are an asshole. Good day. And he walked down the carriage, whistling a theme tune to a TV show that is no longer shown about a taxi cab. That's the end of the chapter. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, I was gripped. So are you are you thinking of a sequel? Um, I'm thinking, yes, I'm thinking of a sequel at the moment. I'm working on a few things, yes, and uh, I have got one. I've got, uh, I've, got, uh, I've got a working title, actually. It's called uh, Argy Bargy on the Leeds Canal, and it's a romantic romp on the Leeds Canal on a, on a barge. And is this based on, on sort of real life? This is based on an experience I had with my mother on a barge after my father left. Is this a dark story? Is this a, a comedy? It's a rom-com about me and my mother. I see. Well, I look forward to that. I'm sure we all do. Yes. Um, Bernard Bogoff, uh, by name, 
now you can. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me on your show. <laughs> I don't know where that went. Well done, guys. Well done. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I have. Please tune in next time for another completely made-up show with a brand new host and our fine selection of performers. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Discount Comedy Checkout Improv Show. You can find us on social media at Comedy Checkout and at www.comedycheckout.com. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe for more, share the podcast on social media, and leave us a nice comment or review. This podcast was produced by Eddie Frank. Thank you.